This is three questions with Allison Apsey. You know I got this music. Oh, my friend Allison from Michigan. How are we doing in Michigan today? Oh, we're so good. I'm sitting at a friend's cottage looking out at a lake. Um, it's middle of July in Michigan. It's it's pretty fantastic. Which which here. lake is it? Well, it's called White Lake, but it does connect to Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. Shout out Lake Michigan. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched that, but I got buttons here, right? So, hey, actually, do you know, I know you're from Michigan. Are you a, are you a Detroit Lions fan? Yes. Okay, that's why I'm wearing my Chicago Bears shirt, just for you. <laughs> that's why I put it on. Did you? I don't even know if you noticed that we were talking about. Stop, Bears. Oh. Sorry, I just had to wear it. So if you don't know Allison Apsey, uh, she is a amazing principal in Michigan. We connected years ago. I was speaking at a conference. And um, you can actually check the show notes below in the description. She wrote the book, Path to Serendipity. And I actually love the word serendipity. Uh, but can, before we even get into the questions, can you just tell just a little bit about, about your book, Path to Serendipity? Yeah, so... Um... My idea of serendipity is, is really looking for serendipity in everything we experience. So from like joys beyond our imagination mm -hmm. to our deepest sorrows, and then all the everyday things we go through in between, all of our experiences offer us beautiful gifts if mm -hmm. we look for them. And I know because I've experienced the ups and downs myself that right. often we don't see them in the moment, but just having the hope and faith that they're there I think can help us get through the, the difficult times. And of course, if we're looking for the gifts and everything we experience, we're going to live more fulfilled, happier, um, more effective lives also. So the path to serendipity is really about that. It's a journey of self-reflection for me mm -hmm. and the readers go through a journey of self-reflection alongside me. Yeah. And if you, if you don't know the book, you should really check it out. And I just love your very personal nature of like how you write uh, and connect. And um, I'm a big person of stories. And I think one of the things that you said that is really important to me is I think, you know, kind of the, the idea of like everything happens for a reason is a little bit, you know, connected with the idea of serendipity. But I also think, and I think this is what you say, like you have to take advantage of those things too, right? Like sometimes opportunities come knocking on your door, but you, you still got to open it. You still got to go through. Right. And I think Absolutely. that's part of it too. And like, um, when we first met, uh, we met, we briefly connected. Um, but you actually, started writing started connecting and you know started doing stuff right after too so yeah there is like maybe some ideas i shared with you but at the end of the day um it's you did a ton of work and you've you know written several books since then and it's just been really kind of cool uh to kind of follow your path as you go we've been able I, how many times have we actually been in the same room together like four maybe yeah yeah I, <laughs> it's been a while I, I kind of like feel like you're like a little bit of a sister to me, right? Like we Aww. have a, you know, we have a very good connection and uh, we've connected over those years. And so I'm very proud of all the stuff that you did because you didn't like, you know, you've seen opportunities, but you also did things to embrace them. Cause I think a lot of times I've seen people like, Oh, I wish I'd have done this. And I think a lot of times we regret the things that we don't do more than the things that we do. And so um, I've been, I've been watching your journey um, over the years. And I know that what you write um, is very inspiring. People love it. They feel like a very emotional connection to you. And so when you look at, 
you know, your teaching career and your career as a student, I know you're such an amazing learner. And as sometimes we think as a principal, you'd quit like, you're like, Hey, I'm good. Like, I don't need to learn anymore, but you continuously learn and develop. Um, but when you look back at your educational career, maybe as a student, maybe as a teacher, like who was a teacher that inspired you and, and what did they do? So it is serendipitous that we're having this conversation right now, because this past weekend I went, I went to a party and there happened to be a professor from my university at the party and I was connecting with her and chatting with her. And I said, you know, I forget the name of the professor who had such a profound impact on me. And through, she was doing some research. I was like thinking, is it, was her name Lauren? Like she taught me a history of women and gender studies. I thought the class was incredible, but I don't remember much of the content, but mm -hmm. I remember this professor for a particular reason. And we actually found her. Her name is Gretchen Galbraith, and she's moved to um, New York to be a dean at a university in New York. But what happened during that class, this was junior year in college. Mm -hmm. And I am a history nerd, and I my um, major was history and my minor was elementary education. So I was taking this class with her and I felt very grown up studying gender and women's history. Mm -hmm. And she was engaging. She was great. But what she did is tapped me on the shoulder and said, you're a writer. And nobody had done that. Like nobody wow. had seen me as a writer before. I'd like to write. I knew how to write like a five paragraph essay, like nobody's business and how to expand that into a three to five page paper. Like I, I got like grammar, like I, I loved studying writing, but nobody ever said like, I, I think you're good at this. And she asked me to be a tutor at the university's tutoring center, a tutor in, in writing. Mm -hmm. And I said, I would love to, I got paid That's a little so bit cool. of money and I got to work with um, students who hadn't been taught writing in the same way that I had and who really struggled with the structure and connecting ideas. And um, it was a, it was incredible because I, I saw myself as a writer then, but I did not write for public consumption until after I met you. Mm -hmm. Cause there was another serendipitous moment that you mentioned. And it was um, December of 2015 when I, we, we met each other. We hung out a little mm -hmm. bit. I heard your keynote. You were, you're so encouraging of elevating educator voices and really recognizing that, we all have gifts and talents and thoughts that are really important to share and it's important to our the community of educators. And it was just this, um, it was the right message at the mm -hmm. right time for me. And I published my first blog post like two days after your keynote. That's so cool. And I, know I, was, I was so nervous like pressing that publish button because it's like stepping off a ledge. Mm -hmm. Like all of these risks that we take, like opening the doors for ourselves, there is, there is risk in that mm. because we're we're taking a chance or we're exposing ourselves or or we might be rejected um in in that that whole idea of that serendipity mindset if you will is that through all of those experiences even if it ends up being a painful rejection mm -hmm. there are beautiful lessons mm -hmm. in there that can help us grow and become um an even better version of ourselves who what's it's gretchen what was the last name galbraith shout out <laughs> love it so hey i know i got i got two more questions for you but i'm gonna ask a very quick question 
Uh, I love podcasting. It's one of my favorite things because like we, we were, we're slated to do this for like 10, 15 minutes and we've already been talking for 90 minutes before. And I just love connecting and just having this conversation, but I do love writing and I love uh, just kind of being on my own, having that time just to be inside my own head and kind of like write to learn, not just write to share my learning, but write to learn. So um, you, I love reading your blog. Someone listening here is like thinking like, Hey, I, you know, I want to blog. I, I might want to start a blog. What's like one piece of advice you'd give to them to start? Just write, just write your story. I think mm-hmm. you even said that to me. I'm like, I don't know what to write. Like, you know, what's my specialty or expertise? Like just write a story, mm-hmm. a meaningful story, a meaningful experience in your life and just get started. And I, I, I love that too. And uh, I remember I, Jimmy Cassis, I, I encouraged him to start blogging and he's like, I don't like writing. I said, well, I love listening to you talk. Just write the way you talk. And I think a lot of people like want to write like they did university papers. I'm like, who reads university papers, right? Like they're the most boring things ever. I want to hear stories. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I love about uh, the way that you write. And so you inspire people and it's just beautiful to kind of hear, uh, you know, how that was, you know, encouraged. And it's just amazing to see teachers that see those things in, you know, not just kids, but adults and brings it out in them and how long that lasts after. And so I'm glad you could connect. So um, as an administrator, I know you've been a principal uh, for a while. Is it? Is it? Is it New? Is it Z, New Zealand? No. What, what's the school? Why is that? <laughs> I say Zealand. 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 Oh, so it's just—it's yeah. not even new. It's not old. It's just Zealand. It's just Zealand. It's just Zealand, right? So it was like, okay, I got you. So New Zealand's like after the fact. Zealand was the first, and then they <laughs> built a country after yeah, that. So, right. There you go. So like, I know that um, watching. Uh, we, we first met at an administrator conference. I know that you've inspired a ton of administrators, uh, and teachers too, but specifically administrators, uh, is, is a focus on this question. So when you look back, all the administrators you've connected with, who's one that inspired you and why? I know there's so many, but in anticipation of having this conversation Mm -hmm. with you, George, I was thinking about it and I do have to give a shout out to my first principal. So in my first teaching position was in a school district in the Grand Rapids area. And my principal left that school to Mm -hmm. open a charter school two hours north of where we lived. And I said, my husband and I, we were newly married. We wanted to move away from our community and kind of branch out on our Mm -hmm. own two hours away. And I asked her if I could have a job and she said, yes. So I helped open that charter school with her. And, And I was there for 14 years and we grew from, we had grades K through six, when we first opened in the year 2000, we had about 300 students. And when I left in 2014, we had preschool through 12th grade and wow. we had 1300 students. It was just a remarkable experience. And the one thing that she taught me is that tradition and normal is like, it's like a rubber band. Mm-hmm. And if, and George just should speak to you as an advocate of innovation, mm-hmm. that if we want to do things differently, like we had multi-age classrooms, we team taught, we had project-based learning. Yep. Um, we had William Glasser's choice theory as a foundational philosophy for our school. So there are so many things that were, you know, different or innovative that right. we were doing. And so we had to continually push against this rubber band mm-hmm. because it always wants to snap us back to right. normal. And you can't ever take that tension off or that pressure off because before you know it, one thing's going to go away and then another thing's going to go away. And then, you know, what are we offering our students as an alternate to a traditional education? So I think that was um, just having the courage mm-hmm. and um, having the wherewithal, I guess, for lack of a better term, to keep pressure on that rubber band so that we don't snap back to normal and we keep a focus on, you know, what, what can we do 
to serve our students and their learning better. Well, and that's one of my favorite quotes. This is not mine. It's just an anonymous quote is tradition is peer pressure from dead people. Mm-hmm. That's a great quote. <laughs> that is a great quote. Hey, I love that one. So the, I think that idea is, I think the, the mix up with this is that you're saying like, I don't, no one saying tradition is bad, right? No. And I think that's one of the misconceptions. It's if it doing something because you've always done it is not a good reason, right? Right. So there's some traditional practices that are great. And I think that you can continue to use them for some kids. Some kids need, you know, different, different elements. And I think pushing that and like one of the misconceptions that I hear often in education and I think that's such a great lesson is that, oh, parents, you know, just they don't want school to change. They want it the way it is for their, it was for them. I'm like, that's not true at all. Parents want what's best for their children. But if they only know their experience, they by default think it's the best. But when reality, if you can show them something better, even through experience, right? Like we actually had a parent blogging night where parents are blogging and they walked out and they're like, this is so much better than when I was a kid. And we're like, yeah, we got them. That's it. Because they saw right. that power of it too. So like, it's not saying tradition is bad. It's not saying new stuff is good. It's finding what's best. And sometimes it's new. Sometimes it's traditional. But I think, you know, you had your focus in the right place. And that's, you know, and kudos to you and that administrator. What was the administrator's name? You, you never even said it. Kane Mentley. <laughs> Shout out. All right. Okay. Last question. Okay. Um, okay. Actually, before the last question. So I'm going to put you on the spot because this is being recorded. Okay. So this is going to force you. I'm nervous. Yeah, that's good. That's the point. <laughs> you said you're writing a new book. So now oh, yes. you got to talk about it, which means you got to start writing it because now people are going to be anticipating it because now you can't, you can't, you got to, you got to get I going. Get down. Yeah. So what, tell us about the book quick. I'm writing, I, this book has been in the works for a couple years and it's called Leading the Whole Teacher. And it takes that concept mm-hmm. of, of taking care of our students as whole people and applies them to teachers. So a book for school leaders or teacher leaders, district leaders, to take a look at how we can create nurturing environments to support our teachers to do their best work with our students. That is going to be awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, like... I love that when you, when you first brought up when we were talking in our first conversation, I just thought, and I wanted to apply a little bit of pressure to you because you said it's been in the years. So we don't want, we probably need this right now, right? Like we got to get going on this because this is probably something that, you know, we, we needed a year ago. So I think it's teaching the whole self. So, <laughs> so uh, look forward to that coming out soon. So last question, uh, you have done incredible learning. I've watched you learn just in a short time. Uh, just grow exponentially just in the short time I've known you. And I'm sure you were doing that before with different opportunities. Uh, and so when you look back at your teaching career, when you look back when you first started, um, what is advice you would give to yourself uh, that you wish you would have had? You, and it seems so simple, but this, the advice I really needed was you're not supposed to know it all. Like you're at the beginning mm-hmm. of this long career um, and you're not supposed to have to solve all these problems yourselves. Turn to educators around you. I mean, and, and now we are connected across the country, across the mm-hmm. world. There's no excuse for um, not reaching out and finding out so different solutions, um, exploring different pathways from educators who have been in the business for a while or think differently than us. So, so I guess my advice is you don't have to know it all. You shouldn't know it all. You don't know it all and reach out for help. 
And and I think and just to be clarify, you how many years have you been in education? Um, twenty three maybe. And so yeah. now, do you know it all? Oh no! Right. Oh no! But now I know people to reach out. Like I, if I want somebody who thinks like me, right. I know who to call. If I want somebody who thinks differently, I know who to call. You call so, me. Yeah. You call yeah. me. Yeah. So and I, I think I think that's part of it too. Is um, as I've grown in my knowledge, as I've grown in like understanding of education, understanding things outside, you start to realize how much you don't know, right? I think you, you grow that way is because you're like, wow, like that's a perspective I didn't think of or, you know, right. those ideas. And I think part of that uh, is developing. So you, you, you feel uncomfortable really early on in the beginning of your career is because you, you want to be seen as kind of the authority as the person, you know, kids are looking up to. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it's comforting to understand like, hey, you don't, there's so much expertise, not even just in, the educators you connect with, but even the kids in your classroom, right? And tap into that yeah. as well. And I know you're a big advocate of that. So um, it has been awesome to sit down and chat with you. For people listening, I really encourage you to check out Allison's work, uh, Path to Serendipity. And what's what it's? I know it's Whole Teacher. What's the what's the whole title? Leading the Whole Teacher. That's the the new book I'm working on. Okay. And so, do you promise when it comes out? I got the. I want the like premiere podcast release. Oh, okay. I promise. Okay. So like, I know that's not a thing, but let's make it a thing. Cause I would love to uh, have the release, but Allison, it was awesome talking to you today and everyone. Thanks for listening to three questions. Thank you. Bye everybody. Do you like the music? Yes. I love it. All right. Have a good Where day. Where did you get the music? Just wait. I'm still recording, but that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Oh.